my friends, and welcome to another Cup of Joe podcast on this Thursday, May the 5th. Wherever you are, whenever you are listening to this, I wish you God's grace. I wish you God's beauty. I wish you God's joy today. Thanks for being present with me as we continue through John's Eucharistic theology in John's cha- in John chapter 6. So if you've been with us, you know that uh, Jesus fed the 5,000. They followed after him. He accused them. He didn't even accuse. That sounds too strong. He named why they were following after him. And then uh, he basically kind of made the turn and made that turn to say, hey, listen, if you're going to follow after me, let me tell you what I can do for you, that there's this bread that doesn't give life. And, uh, and then he talks about how God uh, desires resurrection. Well, today, that's gonna, he's going to go more and, and deeper into that. And we're, and we're going to hear that today. So if you want to follow along, it's going to be John chapter 6, verses 44 to 51. So today, he's even going to be more explicit about what this bread of life is than yesterday. And yeah, because yesterday we talked about, you know, bread being the center, right? The heart of, uh, of the table. And Jesus called himself the bread of life. And so that means he's that glue that, that, that keeps us together. Well, today he's even going to be more explicit. And tomorrow he's going to be the most explicit. So it's like he doubles down and doubles down on top of that and doubles down on top of that. So for those following along again, John chapter 6, verses 44 to 51. Let's break open God's word. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the crowds, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draw him, and I will raise them on the last day. It is written in the prophets, They shall all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to my Father and learns from him comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father, except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your ancestors ate the manna in the desert, but they died. This is the bread that comes down from heaven, so that one may eat it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread will live forever. And the bread that I give is my flesh for the life of the world. My friends, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Can you imagine if you had a friend who spoke to you like this? I mean, again, listen to how implicit. I mean, it, that, that he's, he's getting here. I mean, it's explicit even. You know, it's, it's listen how, how about we just bypass those words? <laughs> listen how real he's getting here, how specific. Um, your ancestors, I mean, again, so you know this, right, my friends? He's comparing himself to the manna that the Jewish people ate in the desert for 40 years. If you remember that the Jews were set free by Moses from Egypt, right, the slavery, and they crossed over the Red Sea or the Reed Sea and, uh, and then wandered in the desert of Sin in the Sinai area uh, for years and years because 
of the complaining that said basically, hey, you know, I, we wish we were back in Egypt because at least there we had three squares and, and we knew what was happening. And, uh, and God fed them all during that time with that manna that was only good for a day. And, uh, and so that's, I mean, that, that's that life-giving bread that the Jewish people got because it brought them from that place of slavery, kept them alive until they were able to enter into that promised land. So for Jesus to say, hey, your ancestors ate the man in the desert, but they died, which of course is a real and true statement, but to put it on that level to say, but something is greater even than that, because there's nothing greater than that. Your ancestors ate manna in the desert, but they died. This is the bread that came down from heaven. Of course, where did the manna come? It came from heaven. It's that, that idea. That's God's feeding them. But he's saying something is even better here. This is the bread that came down from heaven so that one may eat it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. So then he's, he's saying, hey, listen, if I, if I haven't made it clear enough for you, my friends, let me make it even more clear. I am that living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats this bread, meaning me, will live forever. And the bread that I will give you, what is it? How can you eat? It's my flesh. It is my flesh for the life of the world. Again, can you imagine somebody saying that to you? I'd be like, they've lost it. They don't understand what they're talking about. And so Jesus is getting, again, uh, so explicit with what he's saying that he's causing people to wonder. We're going to get to that. We'll talk more about it tomorrow, even though we won't hear fully it tomorrow. But, but it brings us to the doorstep. People are beginning to wonder. Now, you might think these are his disciples uh, that, are, that are struggling here, or, or these are the Pharisees that he's you know, always arguing with. That's not who he's, who he's talking to. Remember, these were the people that were searching for him because they got their fill uh, of the bread at the feeding of the 5,000, didn't know where he went, searched for him, found him in Capernaum. And we know that because the first line of this gospel says it. Jesus said to the crowds. Why is that important to, to, to you and I? Because it means, my friends, He's talking to us. It means this is not to be a theology that is beyond our, our understanding. It is not something that we let the bishops and the cardinals and the pope and the priests figure out and just tell us what's going on. He's saying, I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to you directly. I am the bread of life. Whoever believes has eternal life. So my friends, the question of course for us is, what do we do with that? What do we do with that? We know that Jesus said, and I've, I've, I've said it recently, that Jesus said in the desert that humanity uh, doesn't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. We know that what he's talking about here is more than simply um, 
boy, if you eat this bread, however we do that, whether it's in Eucharist or whether it's in example of giving our, our lives uh, for another, uh, being broken and poured out on behalf of others, which is what Eucharist points us to, um, that we still can't avoid death. So he's talking again about something eternal. And here's the, the thing I would say, brothers and sisters. You know, how, what, let me ask it this way. What have we found? What have we found in finding Christ as our Savior? Now, that's a rhetorical question for you. But if somebody were to ask you, why should I be following Jesus Christ? What is it that you've been seeking and what have you found? How would you answer that question? Because I think that gets to exactly what Jesus is pointing at. Am I that source of life for you or am I not? Everyone who listens to my Father and learns from him comes to me, not that anyone has seen the Father, except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Amen, I say to you, whoever believes has eternal life. This idea, my friends, which camp are we in? Do we believe or do we not? And when, I, when I'm asking this, my friends, I'm not just saying, do you believe that the host is the Eucharist? And, and I don't even want to just put just in front of that because that's an incredible teaching. You know, and, and that's certainly where John's pointing at one level. But at another level, he's pointing to the fact of, do we really buy into the idea that Jesus is God incarnate walking around? And when we see him, when we hear him, when we listen to him, we are hearing God's words. And those are not just words for our head, but they are words for our heart. And we find life in them. Remember, that's the calling card of God, right? We talked about it yesterday. The will of God is life. You know, whoever you know, the Father has given me, I, I will not lose anything of what he gave me, but that I should raise it on the last day. The will of God is life. And what Jesus is saying to us is that you who come to me, you who believe that I am who I say I am, the one who came down from heaven, the one who has seen the Father, that no one has seen the Father except the Son and conveys that fatherhood to everybody. When you really believe that, and I really believe that, that it just is not only a relief to us, it's life-giving because all those other places and people and things and events that we've been seeking for that life, we don't need to seek it anymore because it's right there in front of us. Now, here's what I'm going to say. And I wish I didn't have to say it, but it's honest. You know, you two, gosh, let me date myself some more, sings that song 35 years ago on Joshua Tree, I still haven't found what I'm looking for. And the whole last verse alludes to Christ, right? You broke the bonds and you loosed the chains, carried the cross and all my shame, all my shame. You know I believe it, but I still haven't found what I'm looking for. 
Tell Father Ron Rollheiser. And if you haven't read Ron Rollheiser, oh my heavens, my friends, let me recommend him to you. He's an incredible author. Uh, it's how Ron Rollheiser can write the book The Holy Longing. That's that yearning that we have within us. C.S. Lewis said something to the effect of this, and, and, and Rollheiser would, would concur, which says effectively, if, well, let me see if I can find it, because it'll, rather than me try to, you know, just name it on my own, which never does well. <laughs> okay. If I find in myself a desire that no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I was made for another world. Isn't that good? If I find in myself a desire that no experience in this world can satisfy, the most probable explanation is that I am made for another world. That that yearning that we have, uh, it, it doesn't go away. And, and yes, okay, my point being, we can find and believe. I, 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 I believe this, brothers and sisters. I mean, I, I sing along with Bono. You broke the bonds and you lose the chains, you carried the cross and all my shame. You know I believe it. I do. But yet, why do I still long and yearn for something more? Something tangible? Because, brothers and sisters, we're human. And, 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 and it's like we have the, what is that mind, you know, the, the, the dog sees the squirrel. Squirrel! And, and, and whatever he's thinking about, he just loses it because he sees something else. It's that, that monkey mind that the Buddhists talk about. That, that we can so easily be distracted. You know where it says here, they shall all be taught by God. Everyone who listens to my Father and learns from him comes to me. But it's so easy, right? Not to listen. Because I've got a hundred other things I can be doing or seeing or experience or being a part of. And our God says, but just stay with me. Stay with me because that's where life is. Why do you seek for the living among the dead? But here's the secret, my friends. You're going to do it, and so am I. And our God continues to be patient with us, continues to instill that longing, that, that holy longing within us, that yearning, which reminds us that we cannot be satiated with anything in this world. And, and you look at a guy like Augustine who tried it all, tried it all, and none of it was satisfying. And he, of course, is the one that said, we are made for you, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in thee. The death that Jesus is talking about here obviously is a spiritual one. When, my friends, the more, let me say it that way, the more we tie ourselves to that which is God. And we can only know God through Jesus Christ. That's what Jesus is saying here. The more we tie ourselves to that, the more these other things will lessen. They will never go away. Those yearnings and those giving of ourselves to the lust, the flesh, the pride, and the eyes of life, as Paul said. We're going to do it. We're going to do it. Forgive yourself. Be good to yourself when you do. But just keep coming back to the one who is life. The one who gives life. And who is that one? It's the one who gives his very self. 
his flesh for the life of the world. And he does it, brothers and sisters, on the cross. He does it in pouring himself out for us on behalf of our sin. But he does it also in the Eucharist. There's a double entendre, a double meaning going on here. And it's both and. It's both and. And and that's the beauty of the Eucharist, brothers and sisters. There's no way in, in a podcast or you and I, in, in even a chapter of John's Gospel, that we can cover the depth and, and the breadth and the height and the length of the Eucharist. Because it's more than us. But here, it's just so incredibly beautiful that, that the body of Christ is fed to us, the body of Christ. So why? So we can go out and give our flesh on behalf of the life of the world. So we can be bread broken for others. So we can be wine poured out. We can't do it on our own. We have to do it through God. And not just through his example, because then it's in my head. I need his very flesh living within me. And, and literally chewing on it. So that I can go out and do that. Brothers and sisters, the Eucharist is a great gift. And Jesus is being very explicit with it. And he's going to be even more so tomorrow. Um. And again, it's not just an ascent to the head. It's ultimately an ascent to the heart, a yes. And, and say, Lord, I believe, help my unbelief. That's okay. One day at a time, help me to grasp more and more that whatever this is that I partake of, when I say amen to that saying, the body of Christ, help me more and more to give myself over to that, so that indeed I may be that in the world. Let's pray. And so we begin in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. The fourth luminous mystery, the transfiguration. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. 
Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women. Blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. O my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. My friends, bless you. Thanks for being present with me and breaking open God's word. May you have a wonderful Thursday. Be well and God's peace.